Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. Say goodnight to this one! And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. So did anybody else's house catch on fire this morning? Good morning. Welcome to Light to Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM twelve sixty. We're live local and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Okay, it's a little bit of an exaggeration. Little bit. But the fire department did have to come to the house this morning. I'll explain that momentarily. My name is Craig Way. Thanks for joining us this morning. Jeff Howe will be along shortly. Glad to have you with us. Our man behind the glass, our producer, Jack Farrell, is with us. Just saw Jack last night at Longhorn Weekly after seeing him yesterday. Getting used to seeing your face. How you doing, man? Doing well. How about yourself, Craig? Look at I'm, you all adorned in the burnt orange this morning. I, I like rock it. it. You know, the that's a thing on campus, I think, is uh, you wear your orange on Fridays. I didn't plan on that. Is that but, the deal? But uh, I know that's a thing at school, and I'm going to say that that's what I'm doing. I'm going to say I planned it. D- did you go to UT? Yes, sir. I did. Okay. I graduated in May of 2022. Okay, so you're you're a recent grad. I knew you're a recent college grad. I couldn't remember if it was UT or not. Holding a degree in radio, television, and film with a minor in sports media. Oh, bless your heart. I hope you can find a job with that. You know, <laughs> you know, there was a time, and it was when you it, it, when I was in school. Uh, if you could get to a college that had either an RTVF program or a broadcast journalism program, you were like, in like Flint, it's going to help you out. Yeah, those times have changed a little bit. But it, it, it's it's no different than in a lot of ways getting a business degree or administrative degree. And I had people tell me that back then, too. You don't have to get an RTVF or a, a, a broadcast journalism degree. You don't have to go for that. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but that's what I want to do. I who wants to get a degree in business, you know, <laughs> to do that? And they said, well, you know, can help you out down the road. In other words, translation, when you don't get a job in the industry. So I've been fortunate. I've been blessed. I've been lucky. Was fortunate, blessed, and lucky this morning. And here's paying off the tease on that deal. Uh, about 7.15, No, I, it was a little later. Anyway, I'm... I'm working at my computer, working on some stuff for today. And in fact, ironically, I was putting in order the uh, stories for Inconceivable. And uh, Linda walks in uh, from the other room and goes, <clears throat> do you smell something burning? And then I stopped and I'm like, yeah, I do. 
and we start walking around the house. We can't find anything. And then we start to see maybe just a tiny little bit of smoke. And we're like, we got a fire somewhere. And we're walking through the, the house. I go into the garage. I look, I climb up in the attic. Can't see anything. Looking all around. And it it's it's becoming more and more prevalent. Not so much smoke, but you could just smell that. And and here I am, you know, getting ready to walk out the door. And <clears throat> of course the wife is always the hero. And you know, Linda's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm going to call the I'm going to call the fire department. I'm you know. And I said okay. And I suggested because I'm out of touch with things. I said maybe call three one one instead of nine one one. Say it's not a full blown emergency, but we 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 smell something. So she did what I asked her to do on that. Yeah, there's no three one one anymore. I mean, calling. And so I didn't know that. And I guess I'm out of touch. At least. The, in Georgetown, when she called, she called and said, the number you've called, blah, blah, blah. So then she called 911 and tells the operator on the line there in Georgetown, I don't know that this qualifies as an emergency, but it smells like our house is on fire. So, <laughs> and the lady on the other end says, okay, we'll send, we'll send somebody out. Go ahead and get everybody out of the house. Well, everybody was her and the dog. And you know she put Sophie in the in the car, I think, and took her the dog basket thing and put her in the car. So that worked out all right. So the fire department shows up, and sure enough, burned out uh, fan in the heating unit. That's what was causing, and it was burned. That was was causing the smell. It hadn't gone full on smoke yet, but we had already turned off the heat just again. And they said, "Yeah, don't turn on your heat." Uh, or it might be a much more serious issue. So, uh, and again, the hero, she is, she, you know, after they leave, they spring that in action, she calls. Um, so I think we've got Stan's heating and air coming out to take a look at it. So to, to try to fix that. So, yeah. So that's when I opened the show and said, anybody else's house catch on fire this morning? I know that was a bit hyperbolic, but, but there was a little bit of, uh, a fire. <laughs> this woodworker says, you've had a rough February so far. Traffic uh, difficulties, busted sack and house fire. Sack, of course, is he spelled it with a K. That's not <laughs> the one. Okay? It's the one with just the C, the uh, the, the bursa sack in the elbow, which, by the way, is getting better, and I'll, I'll leave the judgment <clears throat> to my co-host, the pride of Northwest Williamson County, proud graduate of Florence High Always. School. And you know him best for his outstanding work at Horns 24-7. Jeff, how does it look any better to you? Uh, better's a relative term. Yeah, I mean, it's still ugly, but, you know, it, it, it it's fading a little bit. It's not quite yeah. as vibrant a red. Okay, and a, probably. A, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, we had um, a little bit of a, <clears throat> a, little bit of a uh, uh, an urgent call situation. Not, not full on, because we were like, is this really an emergency? Well, I mean, we smell it, but we can't find it right anywhere. Heard you guys talking about uh, on my way up the elevator. Heard you guys talking about you know educational plans and plans yeah. through journalism school. Yeah. So your degree is in my my degree. I just have a general mass communications degree. Okay, okay. Because I was looking at what sequence I was going to go into, and then uh, decided to get married with a couple semesters to go. And that went, can kind of uh, reorganize your Went plan. to my advisor and said, I can no longer be on the print slash web plan. He goes, what do you uh, want to do? I said, I need to be on the get the hell out of here as fast as possible plan. 
Oh, the Andy Way and Jason Way plan. Okay. <laughs> uh, Andy, by the way, uh, holder of a communications degree from Angelo State. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, you can eliminate all these classes and take these and you can be out of here. Like, I think it was like two semesters early. I'm okay. Like, that sounds wonderful. Okay. All right. So That's there what you I are. Did. Okay. Yeah. So at, at some point it comes down to get to the finish line for the sheepskin. Mm-hmm. Whatever it says yeah. on that degree, you are holder of a collegiate degree. And one thing that Andy found in his job search when he first got out was all that a lot of employers seem to be interested in was do you have a college degree? Yeah. Not in any specific field, just do you have a college degree? And he was I'm, like, Yes, I do. I'm really thinking at some point, like if I just decide that, you know, that I'm done with this industry or this industry is done with me. Right. I'm really thinking about going back to school like i'm intrigued by going back and getting a sociology degree okay i minored in sociology okay so you're not far from it no it took some took some really interesting classes you know sociology of uh adolescent behavior yeah sociology of pop culture yeah about the time you do that you ought to have an adolescent on your hands pretty, yeah, right? pretty much but um no i i probably won't go back i'm just sociology really intrigued me though I had a double minor because for I went through a bachelor of science program, degree program in North Texas with a broadcast news sequence, mm-hmm. and and to switch uh, to that, which delayed you know my finishing a little bit, but um, to uh, to do that, you had to either have one eighteen hour minor. Uh, no, one, uh, it's like one 30 hour minor or two 18 hour minors. Mm, okay. And I took the two 18 cause I already had six hours in history and six hours in political science. So it was a, a double minor in history and political science. There you go. Uh, that's See, sort of Craig thing. took pol- uh, political science and history. I did sociology. So it's, yeah, we can be thinkers it's kinda, sometimes, kinda not the, always, but sometimes kind of, and by the way, thank you texter for, uh, and I will correct you though. Oh, even though I do appreciate the text. Says so, so you're saying, Craig, what you have is an injury to your sack on your weenus. No, no. Craig's actually is on the inside of the elbow. The inside of the elbow, the not the outside, not the where outside. the weenus is. Yes. No matter how many times you try to take it down that road, the truth will out. Um, so you know I enjoy a good pun, but I, I'll I'll stay, I'll correct the texture. And thank you. Like, Appreciate on, that. It's on the inside, not the outside of the elbow. <laughs> Uh, uh, our specs text line is open at uh, fi- obviously at five one two three three seven three seven seven six. It's five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Jeff's favorite uh, texter name pooped eleven times in one day. The day is complete already. And says, it's ten out and it's eleven after ten. Tells me, Craig, that would qualify as an emergency. The fan blowing out in that heater. He says those fart fans short out all the time. But they can cause a fire, and a small fire can and will turn into a big fire eventually. And that's kind of what the fire department told Linda. That's why they said, make sure you don't turn the heat back on, you know. So it would be a good night to uh, build a fire in the fireplace. See, and see, it, it, yes? You, you, mentioned, you mentioned one time about your history in political science minors, and then yeah. we already get it. And, and, and I'm going to see if you're up for this. Craig Way in 2024? What? Oh. You're running for president, running for political office. No, that's not happening. We'll, Come on, we'll Craig. Do that. No, 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 no. That won't be happening. Uh, but I did. I did. Uh, somebody said, uh, oh, it was Bevo Lance Jason. Said, great opportunity to play Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> I, I always, as, a, as an avowed Billy Joel fan, I always was hoping he would update that song and bring it out of the 80s 
because it ends, you know, with the, the that when he's rolling through, starting from 1949 all the way into the mid 80s, it ends at Rock and Roller Cola Wars. We can't, I can't take this anymore. I'd love for him to go on and take it into the 21st century. Add about three more verses or something like that. Would you? Uh, so, if you were ever elected president, you know, like you have the inauguration ball. If you were in the White House, would you allow Wiener King to cater the uh, inauguration ball? Or maybe you'd do like what? What? What was it? Trump did when Clemson won the national championship. He ordered like, like McDonald's, the and, McDonald's, and Burger King or something, and yeah. and 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 pizza or Domino's. Yeah, I just he kind of went Ricky Bobby on it. I remember looking at that picture and I'm like, man, it looked kind of looked unappetizing, I'm, I, didn't it? I don't. I'm, I don't think college kids are going to be upset with free food. Yeah, but looking at that stack of fillet of fish sandwiches, just yeah. kind of sitting there, like, yeah, it's <laughs> probably for you. Probably pass on those. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. Th- anyway, I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, keep an Trevor eye. Trevor Lawrence that. getting ready to meet the president with the bubble guts because he went with the fillet of fish. So, yeah. yeah, that's a bad. It's a, it's a, Actually, that'd be a bad beat. Bucky Godbold and I both like the fillet of fish. From uh, yeah, you know the fillet of fish. Uh, my mom's a big fan of the fillet of fish during the Lent season. The Lenten season yeah. is same thing with Bucky. He talks about yeah. that. Yeah. Um. You know, I did, the only thing we did because I grew up. I grew up Catholic. For those who don't know. Uh, it was like every Friday would be uh, fish sticks yeah. for dinner during Lent. That's that's well, how I, would, I knew it was Lent. They would have it. There was a time they did that in at least in the elementary schools. I vaguely remember that <laughs> happening. I think there were a few years where I vaguely remember that happening. I don't know when that stopped, but I've had I've had several people over the years ask me about <clears throat> influences in my broadcast career. What were what were your influences and things? And then I talked about you know listening, watching the NBC Game of the Week on Saturday. They did Kirk Galley and Tony. Uh, Kubek, uh, Tony Kubek were, were the first real baseball I was getting there because in North Carolina you didn't have affiliated. Later the Braves came along, but but not when I was a little kid and a teenager. So you had that, and then uh, watching some of the early NFL games on CBS, and you know those kinds of things. But um, the uh, one of the earliest influence I ever had was when we were growing up in uh, North Carolina. We, it, our house. Uh, where we moved to had one of those. Remember those intercom systems? Oh, the house yeah, the old school. The ones, yeah, yeah, old school intercom. So we had one of those because it was a uh, two story house because there were five of us, five kids, and and my dad would turn on the radio in the morning. Would even he used to like say stuff to us over the intercom, like, "Hey, get up, time to get." Up. <laughs> but he didn't. He, he did, got to the point where he would just turn on the radio. We had a local radio station, WBIG, like. Big, but it was like we're big in Greensboro was what it stood Great for. Great love. I know, colors. I know. I couldn't believe they gave it up like in the '80s when it closed down. But uh, they had an old radio guy named Bob Poole who was pretty. Uh, Any relation to former Oklahoma safety Brodney Poole? Nope, okay. nope. And and Bob Poole uh, had a syndicated radio program called Poole's Paradise on the East Coast that went really big. He was up in New York for a while, but he came back. He was he was from about 20 miles north of Greensboro in a little town called Stoneville, and they used to call him the Duke of Stoneville. And he had this deep, rich, baritone voice, and he would tell stories and things like that and listen to it, and I'd hear him in the morning, and it was and it was pretty intriguing. But he used to read the school lunch menu oh, yeah. for the Greensboro School. <laughs> Today's school lunch menu, fried fish, Collard greens, congealed cranberry salad, cornbread, plain or chocolate milk. That's the school lunch menu for today. And uh, it would do that. So I'd 
hear them. Sounds like that, that for lunch and then diarrhea by recess. Yeah, well, you know, school lunches, you know. <laughs> that hey, we've, we've had the school lunch discussion before. Like, uh, I was a big fan. You know, what was hamburger day at school, Craig? What day of the week was that for you? Usually it was either Thursday or Friday. See, in North Carolina, they didn't do enchiladas. Right. Didn't do that. Had the square pizza. Have oh. that. We could have we could do the rest of the show on square pizza if you yeah, want. So I know yeah. I know we've got. Yesterday was National Pizza them. Day, by the way. Was it really? Yep, missed that. Yep, even though I took home. You wings. know what? I ended up having. I've had pizza for dinner last night. There you go. Even friend. though I took home wings from Pluckers, it, always a great option. Wrong with that. Even though I did that, uh, following uh, long, did you do the same thing, Jack? Of course, that's the yeah. highlight of my week. What was your uh, What was your take last night? What would you Would you Would you cart home? Last night I went. Uh, I ordered a little more because I didn't have help. So I was like, "Hey, I can I can order for yeah. two workers." <laughs> so I got uh, ten wing combo, Baker's yeah. Gold, and hot, uh, spicy lemon pepper. Okay, very important. And an order of the Holy Mac, which is the ultimate. Yeah, wow, you did food. well. You ordered well. I couldn't eat all of it. I tried yeah. to. I just took home a couple of of ten pieces uh, for. Um, it was uh, like Buffalo Mild and then and then teriyaki because I both like the teriyaki, but. She had she had ordered a pizza, um, and pepperoni rolls from Double Dave's in Georgetown. So I swung by. By the way, you want to step back in the time, going to that Double Double Dave's. The the one in Buda, same deal. Yeah, it's got the salad bar with the, the with the beige plates. You know, it's got that. It's got the combo Galaga and Miss Pac Man machine. So I love going to the. Uh... Love going to the Conans down south. Yeah. It's like wow! I just stepped back into 1994. This it is, is awesome. Yeah. So anyway, it was it was that. But uh, so yeah, it was uh, National Pizza Day uh, yesterday. Salisbury steak was a big uh, yeah. player in the lunch presentation. Yep, yep. We used to get that, um, and then yeah, like you said, you get the hamburger, uh, get the fish. Something about that cafeteria Salisbury steak. I don't know what what it was. What kind of you know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Additives they put yeah, in that thing. Right, right. But, the preservatives. Man. Yes. Cafeteria Salisbury steak goes pretty hard. I haven't had one in a minute. I, you know, if, if any if any school employees, anybody down at Eans ISD, when you have, because I just say Eans because yeah. they're right down the road. Next time you have Salisbury steak day, why don't you bring somebody? You know what? We can have Coach Salazar. Maybe he can do that during the football season. Yeah, there, there you some go. Salisbury steak. And he would do I that. Can reminisce. Uh, uh, somebody said thoughts on the hot honey Bichon flavor. Have you it, had that it, yet? I hadn't had that. Oh, I get I get it all the time. Really? I'm a mustard Good. guy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how long they're going to have it because, you know, Bijan yeah. off to bigger and brighter. Right. But uh, I get it. It's delicious. But if you're not a mustard guy, maybe not the right call for you. But it's tasty. And it's Bijan. So everything yeah. to love there. That's a good point. Uh, Big Crip fan says, Double Dave's in Georgetown also smells like cigars from the shop next door. Now that you mention it, yes. I, I, I smelled someone that come in and I didn't know what it smelled like. Smoking like people, but I know they didn't have a smoke. That's what it is. It was from the cigar uh, shop. Uh, uh, MJ from Hearn. We know where we know what Hearn is, Jeff. Yep, the down that Walmart killed twice. You know, he uh, MJ uh, has texted us a couple times to say MJ from the town that killed Walmart twice. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Says uh, the stew and the cheese rolls uh, at, at at school. Healthier version of the steak fingers was my favorite, along with the hamburger helper. Uh, another vote for the hot honey Bichon flavor. And Victor's is back in elementary. My friend was eating his Salisbury steak, tried to cut into his fork, and it slipped right off the plate onto the floor. He was a little upset. I would imagine. It's a damn shame. It's a waste of yeah. good Salisbury steak. Cooter says, how about that square pizza? Yeah, you, you mean cardboard with a ketchup and imitation cheese? Absolutely. 
Yeah. No, it's better than that, Cooter. We're not going to speak ill of square pizza on this show. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood why when when it was square pizza day, why they had corn as one of the sides. <laughs> yeah, it was. Corn is easy just to roll that out there. Probably. And yeah. something with the french fries. Yeah. Yeah, corn and french fries with pizza, with the square pizza. I, you know, you just did it like and then there'd be like jello or something. And, and I never understood it. I mean, I guess it's like here, here's a vegetable. It's just corn. <laughs> we're checking off that vegetable box. Yeah. Um what we have we're gonna hear a little bit uh from Rodney Terry talking about West Virginia. We got that coming up. What what do we have rolling for a long one? Gee, what is there to talk about? Yeah, uh-huh. we. Uh, yeah, better know, better know. Remember, I, I kept telling everybody. Oh, I mean, it was reported that it's, yeah, it's it's reported, and and you were like, you were like Kevin Bacon in in uh, in in Animal House. Stay calm. <laughs> All is well. Uh, trusted our sources on that one, and uh, they're right. So yeah, we'll talk a little bit. I, I I'm working on a column right now. Actually, the column is done. I'm getting it posted. Uh, and we'll we'll dig into this. We got plenty of time to dig into it. But basically, looking at how the move to the SEC in 2024, it's kind of now that it's final. It's kind of it's up the ante for Sark's third season. Okay, and I'll go into detail why. Um, okay, uh, for sure. And um, let me ask you a question. This is this is philosophical. I'm not advocating for anybody getting in trouble with their jobs or anything like that. I, listen, right. people work very hard, and that includes Pete Thamel. Yeah. Uh, but when it, you are in the industry of the written word as it pertains to sports, right? Uh, and whether inclusive of your time in the newspaper industry or now with with Horns twenty four seven, um. This is kind of an open-ended question like fans sometimes have about officials. Somebody asked Vic Schaefer this at the luncheon yesterday. Uh, are there are, are officials uh, held accountable for the types of games that they do, good or bad? So kind of a, a modified version of that would be when a guy, especially, I, I mean, a guy's big name is Pete Thamel, is probably there's no repercussions from that. But in your time, if somebody wrote something, they just flat dead wrong, got it wrong on something. Were there repercussions? Was it just a stern talking to from the editor? How did, um, how did, how did that work? If somebody was just flat out wrong. It depends on the severity of the offense and what the content in which they were wrong on was. Okay. Uh, for the, the most serious offenses, that's a uh, – that's a come to Jesus meeting with editorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I've been made aware of, of some of those. Have you? You know, usually, and, and here's because I've been I've been wrong too when I've reported things. Uh, sometimes you've got sources, and then you know you might talk to somebody, and they hadn't necessarily talked to the right person, but you trust that person because they've been right before. It's, stuff happens, right? No, yep. and I say this all the time, Craig. No matter whether you love us at Horns twenty four seven, and you don't like anybody else, or you like one of the other Texas sites, and you don't like us, whatever it is, none of us bat a thousand. No, you know, it's virtually us, impossible. None of us shoot 100%. Yeah, because, and, because other than, other than, and you correct me if I'm wrong, other than official press conferences and media availabilities, it's very difficult for someone who does what you do and the other fan sites and things of that nature to pull a head coach and have a quote-unquote private audience where you can get a lot of stuff straight from, from the coach's And if mouth. not the head coach, somebody that – would have the authority to to make to make a comment yeah Yeah. like (laughs) you know there's plenty of times where hey i heard that so-and-so didn't make the road trip well 
All of my sources are on said road trip, so I can't get a hold of anybody right now. We'll just have to wait till we get to the stadium. To yeah, see exactly. That kind of stuff. Um, and, and again, I don't, I don't think Pete Thamel got any, you know, right, any, right. any, you know, wrapping of the knuckles with a with a ruler from <laughs> from the editorial staff there at ESPN about told to yeah. get told to grab a switch off the tree. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody did that to him there, but I mean, he was he was what was it a week ago? He was pretty galvanized yeah, about a week and ago. saying. It's not happening. They're going to be in through the full Monty through twenty four twenty five. Um, but no, I I've found Craig when I've messed up that I my and this is my policy. Every reporter is different. They handle mm-hmm. it different. My policy is own it, apologize, and do Move better on. the next time. Yeah, yeah. I'm a so big fan of, and I've talked about this with talked about this with the Deshaun Watson thing. And any any time you, you you know you get yourself in a bind, I'm a I'm a firm believer in. And this is we talked about this too in terms of I don't want to say press conference etiquette, but like when a player has a really big mistake in a game, I'm a big fan of anything in that realm. I'm just a fan of rip the bandaid off, talk about yep. it now because if you just get to it, everybody's going to forget about it in about 24 to 36 hours. Yep. Uh, yeah. In this so just society. apologize, own it, and, and more often than not, that's what has to happen. Very, very rarely does do the bosses have to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, uh, somebody asked me, "What about broadcaster Craig when they screw up?" And we do. Happens <laughs> it happens a lot. I try not to, but if I get something wrong, I'm going to say, "I'm sorry about that. I was messed up on that." You know, and and it's just like anybody else in any other job. I say, you know, people make make mistakes at work. You know, it it happens. You go Homer Simpson and drop a radioactive. Uh, what was it? A, a a screw or something like that into yeah. a deal. You know, it it it. Uh, it, it it happens. Some so. of us have jobs where we can make mistakes, you know. And, and depending on the severity <laughs> in our industry, you, you can you can make mistakes and apologize for it and and be fine. Yeah. But there's some there's some professions where that margin for error does not exist. Like, you know, I don't want my heart surgeon one day to be like, well, my bad. There we go. Sorry. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened was no, no. I'd prefer a Seinfeld that episode where the junior mint falls into the guy's. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, heart cavity, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. All right. Somebody said, remember when the uh, newspaper in uh, Lawrence fired a reporter for saying that Jalen Daniels would be out for the whole season? Turns out he was off by one game, but he was still fired? Yeah. That who man. That was uh, that was something. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. And, and, and somebody else, I think someone fed him bad info to drum up conversation about the topic. Hey, anything is possible. Uh, somebody else, hey, Jeff, want Salisbury Steak School Lunch Style? Try the Salisbury Steak Frozen Dinner, the banquet brand. It's on point. <laughs> I, when's the last time you ate a TV dinner, Craig? <laughs> a long time I, ago. I'm, I, you know, honestly, I really think uh, Thanksgiving 2006 was probably the last time I ate a TV dinner. I'm pretty sure that's when it was. Oh, I think I may have eaten something like that in the, you might call it interregnum after after I lost Laurie and that went about three in it and uh, you know I'd come home uh, and it's just Jason and me and his high school like what are we gonna do and we like run up to the store and neither of us felt like it might be a it might be like an HEB quick prep meal not not a not right, a TV dinner right. it might be something like that I I can't remember uh, Jason would like those though he would eat them for lunch. <laughs> You know, you just get him for lunch, and he would eat those. Have you, have you told things. young Jason Way to enjoy the metabolism while he's got it? Oh yeah, especially I told you that that what really brought it home and chilling detail to me was when we uh, were driving to the East Coast, uh, and he's in the car with me, and we stop 
Uh, this was in Kentucky, and we stopped at like a truck stop, and I'm going in. Did I'm, you hear banjos? And, you and, and, no, no, this was off the highway right okay. there. So I go in, and I get like some fat-free uh, fig bars. Trying to, trying to eat healthy on, and, on and the water. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what I get for me. And then I pay for his stuff. I didn't even really notice at first what he, what, what he got. And we get in the car, and we're going on driving. I'm eating my fat-free fig bar and drinking water. And I look over at him, and he's throwing down uh, flaming hot corn nuts and washing it down with a Mountain Dew Code Red. Breakfast of champions. It is. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I said, yeah, Jeff, I hear you. I'm an airline pilot, so I can't afford to make <laughs> right. mistakes in my job. Be like, oops, sorry for that crash. Yeah, that uh, can't have nuclear engineers. Yeah, be bad choice of people to mess up on the job. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll hear from Rodney Terry and then uh, Jeff with this uh, Longhorn Notebook about uh, the official announcement that Texas and Oklahoma are indeed headed to the Southeastern Conference after one more season following the completion of this year. One more year, the 23-24 season in the Big 12, and then it's off to the SEC. We'll have all of that coming up. We do have Inconceivable. It's Friday, so we get uh, a little uh, little bit of flaccidity. Flaccidity running amok. Got got a little bit. I have a uh, Florida man story for you. We'll do that when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn. 104.9, 101.9, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Ah, some mid-60s Beatles. British version of Rubber Soul, American version of Revolver. Yeah, this was the American release on that. But And Your Bird Can Sing was actually on the British Rubber Soul. If you ever heard off the Beatles anthology when they're just messing around with this song, it's clear, clear that they've been sampling cannabis. They're giggling all through the song and laughing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I honestly can't hear the Beatles without thinking about Paul McCartney on the Chris Farley show on SNL. Yeah. Remember, remember when you were at the Beatles and you had that album where it said, Paul is dead, yeah. Paul is dead? That, that was like a hoax, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it was a hoax. Stupid <laughs> idiot. No, 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 Chris, it's okay, really. <laughs> yeah. remember, remember when he said that, uh, that, you know, the love you... It, uh, make is equal to you. Love <laughs> you. Oh, that's right. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Farley. Farley was the greatest. It was. was the best. Uh, let's uh, roll on into uh, our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. There it is. And it's brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, and your Longhorn lender. Be sure to check her out on the web. At BowersockTeam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, BowersockTeam.com. You want to go 
hoops audio first? Or you want to go? We can SEC do that. It's, 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 right. it, uh, you know, of course, Longhorns getting ready to play West Virginia a second time. This West Virginia team playing better than they did the first time mm-hmm. they met. They won back to back Big Twelve games. They beat Auburn. They're they're you know they're they're looking good. They uh, beat Iowa State the other night. So last night on Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry from Pluckers from Learfield and heard here on the horn, we got to talking about this West Virginia team and uh, you know how they are playing at a higher level and the challenges they'll present. It's a second matchup. We've talked about this before. When you see a team the first time around and then you get ready for them the second time, this West Virginia team uh, was playing pretty well when he played them the first time and beat him in Morgantown, but they seem to really be playing well now coming off the win over Iowa State. They're playing great right now. They're probably one of the hottest teams in the league right now with, uh, with what they've done. They, they, uh, they beat a really good Auburn team at home. Um, you know, they uh, carried that over with a really good win against Oklahoma. Um, you know, they played great over a good stretch here the last four or five ball games. Um, you know, they, they're a physical team. They're going to they're gonna defend really well. I think they're guarding a lot better right now. And then Stevenson is a guy who's a go-to guy. He's, he's had some big games for him, and he's really scoring the ball at a very high level for those guys as well. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, of course, former Longhorn Trey Mitchell has been playing well for them, and, and he can knock down some shots. Trey can make shots as well, and, uh, you know, he's, he's shooting a three a lot better this year, and uh, he's a lot more aggressive offensively, and uh, uh, he's going to be a tough matchup for us. Yeah, and so they'll have to deal with that. They, uh, Stevenson has just been uh, lights out lately. It started that uh, against Auburn, and he has just been hammering. And the Longhorns did a really good job on him in uh, the first meeting between the two. And uh, since then, yeah, he, he had seven he, points in the uh, the loss to Texas back on the, uh, January 21st. Yeah, and he has been white hot of late, Eric Stevenson, on his fourth school, by the way. You know, uh, South Carolina was the most recent one. He's from Lacey, Washington. But uh, that's that's another guy they'll have to make sure. Try. And Joe Toussaint coming off the bench has been good for them of late so, also. So Stevenson, after the Texas game, he had 16 against Tech, 31 against Auburn, 17 against TCU, 34 against Oklahoma. But to RT's point about how well they're playing as a team right mm-hmm. now, Stevenson only had eight points in their win over Iowa State. Yeah, they had other guys that could Shot step up. Shot one for six from the field. Kadrian Johnson is another guy that, that Rodney knows very, very well. He's a native Texan out of South Oak Cliff. Started off just up the road from us at Temple College. So uh, that's you know, that's another one of the uh, another one of the challenges that they'll face. Splits and sweeps, Craig. Gotta get them when the opportunity presents themselves. So it's if you're gonna win a conference championship. So this is uh I said it yesterday when you were out. About about as must win as a must win game could be if you wanna Keep keep uh, keep the pace. Absolutely. The uh, Texas women also looking for a sweep. They play TCU at four o'clock. Uh, TCU will go into the game with a six and seventeen record. They're zero and twelve in the Big Twelve. Longhorns won the first meeting in Fort Worth uh, back on January fourth. That was the uh, Rory Harmon triple double game. Mm-hmm. When she yep. had the triple double in that. So. Um, uh, it's a team that struggle. Vic Schaefer yesterday at the luncheon was like, it doesn't matter. It's got to be about us. we got to be better in a lot of areas and things of that nature. So they they know the caliber of opponent they're playing. Uh, TCU has had some competitive games, but they've been blown out in some games too. And uh, that'll be the game at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. By the way, <clears throat> um, we announced this last night on uh, Longhorn Weekly. Did you notice what the, the students – uh, and and I'm sure Jack will probably like this. What the uh, he he heard it. The first 
250 students. First of all, the first 1,000 students are going to get breakfast tacos from Rudy's because it's an 11 a.m. tip. So they're encouraging him to get in line early like they've been doing. Oh, kegs and eggs, hardwood yep. style. Yeah. The first 250 that's students. The, that's, by the way, that's the most ja- excited Jack has been in the last two days when I just mentioned kegs and eggs. Yeah, he's down with that. Uh, and he might have been excited about this thing. I didn't I didn't look over to see at the time. But do you know what the first 250 students are receiving tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. How about free chainsaws? No, Texas Longhorn pajama pants oh, sweet. as an homage to Dylan Mitchell. Oh, uh, cool. Because I'm telling you, DM wears pajama pants when we're like on the road all the time. Yeah, he, he's, he's in them. So, so uh, yeah, uh, 200, first 250 students get those uh, pajamas. Would you be down with that recent graduate, Jack Farrell? Absolutely. I mean, PJ pants, branded University PJ pants. I'm I'm taking any day of the week. Much more practical gift than a chainsaw. So yes, yes, cool. it's, it's, it's much of what's the line John Candy and Summer Rental where the, the lady had the uh, augmentation and she the peels off <laughs> to show him and he goes she goes What do you think? I have, well, my husband wanted to get a chainsaw. Oh no, those are that's uh, much uh, much more handy than I have power tools. You know. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, that, that that's that's what's going on tomorrow with the games. Eleven o'clock for the men, four o'clock for the women. Both games you'll hear here on the horn, as uh, DevCon Dave and and the uh, and the technical wizardry still works diligently trying to get everything fixed up for one hundred five three the bat, so it returns to normal programming uh, next week. So uh, tomorrow and today we need to point this out, Jeff. Texas softball season opens today. Yep. You know, Mike Mike White's uh, team, of course, reaching the national championship round a season ago before falling to Oklahoma. So they're in the uh, they they start a brand new season and they start it today over at McCombs Field, and uh, they'll play two games today, two games tomorrow, one game on Sunday. So yes, football uh, off and rolling, and uh, they'll begin it this afternoon. Uh, taking on Missouri at 3 o'clock, and then they'll play Northwestern right after. Missouri's ranked 23rd in the country. Northwestern is ranked 8th. And you can hear both games on AM 1260. Andrew Haynes back on the call again for Texas softball this afternoon. Doubleheader today, doubleheader tomorrow against Illinois and 12th-ranked Tennessee in a single-game Sunday against 17th-ranked Kentucky. So the NFCA Division I leadoff classic is just that. Uh, it'll be a classic. Baseball season opens a week from today. I was out at Dish Falk yesterday. Sat down with David Pierce for a while. Chatted over his name. Watched some of the guys did go you pick through up your wedding gift. I did. Sweet. I did. I picked up the wedding gift as well that uh, David and Susan uh, got for lending me. It's been sitting in his office for a while, but I did. I picked that up and months. He told me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we had a great <laughs> conversation. Uh, Visit with Woody Williams a little bit. Talked with Woody and also with uh, Steve Rodriguez. So visit with coaching nice. staff. Had a good had a good chat yesterday and getting uh, geared up for the start of baseball season, which is one week from tonight at Globe Life Field in Arlington against the Arkansas Razorbacks. More on all of that coming next week. But the big headline news involving not mm-hmm. only the University of Texas but many other institutions came down yesterday. Yep. Uh, you ready for? Uh SEC logo feces to be splattered all over the 40 <laughs> next summer, Craig. 
What do you mean? What you see you that? Just see you know the logo everywhere. Like you go to College Station, the thing is everywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's true. kind of strange to look at. Still, you go. I go over to College Station. Like, yeah, that SEC logo just looks strange here. But uh, no, at any rate, Texas and Oklahoma will be there in 2024. Like I told you, it was probably going to happen. Like we trusted our sources at mm-hmm. Horns 24/7. So basically, this is what it amounts to: Texas and Oklahoma are going to end up each paying 50 million dollars. That's going to come from forfeited television revenue as part of their exit agreement with the Big 12. Uh, that's going to generate a total of $100 million. How that's going to break down, uh, so that it's going to come out of their, their rev, the revenue they earn as SEC members. Fox is going to get $20 million of that $100 million, while the, the other $80 million will be split eight ways, $10 million each, to the eight legacy Big 12 schools. It's Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. So... This kind of makes everybody whole. We've seen the reports, Craig, that for for us, for, for planning purposes, it changes things for the 2024 season because it looks like that game, that series between Texas and Michigan, the game in Ann Arbor is going to be moved to 2024. That's what in tech, Nobody's made that official yet, but that's apparently part of what Fox felt would make them whole if they can make that game a Fox game so they can mm-hmm. get the rights to it uh, in 2024. Uh, so everybody seems to be happy. We figured this was going to be the way out, and, and it is. And now Texas is is going into the SEC, and, and this will be the program's last season in the Big 12. I, I want to talk about the football aspect of it at the top of next hour because I, I really want to dig into that. But one thing that I do want, because I was going to – basically I'm flip-flopping how I was going to run this and, and what I was going to talk about in hour two as opposed to hour one. And I want to bring this up because uh, Chris Del Conte mentioned it this morning with Bucky and Aaron – and I got a lot of questions about this last night. Well, what does this mean for the Longhorn Network? What does this mean for the Longhorn Network? And CDC basically iterated what I've been told all along is that whenever Texas makes the move to the SEC, basically LHN is going to be rolled into the SEC network. Mm-hmm. You'll the, There'll still be the SEC network proper, which will have its own broadcast lineup. But the big thing, and this is a big reason why, one of the big reasons why the SEC wanted Texas and Oklahoma, all your other sports, pretty much your Olympic sports and anything that's not on SEC Network proper, it's going to be on SEC Network Plus. The streaming component is going to be a really big deal. So for Longhorn fans, I and I've been asked this, and I don't have the answer, Craig. I don't think you do either. I don't know what this means for shows like Rewind or, or anything like that or, or broadcast and press conferences, but in terms of live sporting events, you're not going to miss anything with the move to the SEC that you were getting with LHN, you just might have to find a different way to view it in terms of streaming rather than the traditional, you know, the traditional broadcast network. I think you're exactly right. Now, this may come as a little bit of a sticker shock to some Longhorn fans who were used to once finally when Longhorn Network got its footprint in mm-hmm. all around on cable and satellite systems and it's not on all of them as we know, but right. once they were able to get on the majority of those uh, whether it hiked up your cable bill or your satellite bill or not, uh, you know, you were so used to just being able to turn it on and find it there. So that's not going to happen once they get on in there. I think probably what will happen is there will be a great many athletic events from the University of Texas that will be on SEC Network, and there may be different regional platforms mm-hmm. uh, that the, the grids are set up with uh, cable and satellite to provide for that. But beyond that, Let's say there's a baseball and a softball game going on at the same time or overlapping and say they're carrying the softball game on SEC Network and there's a baseball game that night, that might be ESPN Plus. Yeah. You know, you may be looking at it, and if you have a subscription to ESPN Plus, you get it that way. So 
I'm, you know, from the department of don't shoot the messengers, I'm just, I'm just letting yeah. you know that that's a possibility mm-hmm. that it could be like that because I only say that because I know in a lot of other SEC markets that's the case. True. Yep. So anyway. Yeah. I, just so be prepared to maybe, you know, utilize the streaming component way more than you are now. But in terms of what you're going to miss, I, I from everything I've been told and CDC reiterated it this morning, I don't think you're going to miss anything that you're otherwise watching on LHN right now. Right. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's in terms of the live sporting events. Like I said, the other programming, we'll, we'll see what happens with some of those in terms of coaches' shows and things of that nature. But well, and and CDC was on obviously with Bucky and Aaron this morning, and he and he talked about that. He said how they're going to, you know, uh, he, he he talked about it, uh, the availability, so to speak, that they'll have the uh, the opportunities and all of that sort of thing with SEC Network, and so that's you know to your point, you know there. The, the games will be there. Mm-hmm. The The issue will be how exactly you access them. Yep. So, okay. All right. Um, so somebody said, do you think there's a uh, chance that there's two SEC networks like East and West or still just one? Well, they already kind of have an SEC, too. They also they have SEC alternate mm-hmm. channels now. They already have that uh, on your grids. If you have the cable or satellite or whatever, you can see that on that. Um, but it could be SEC plus, as they say on some of these where it's part of a pay tier. That's certainly a, a possibility of that. Um, that, that, uh, definitely could happen there. So, um, and, and, uh, Cooter said, uh, in reference to the split with the big 12, it reminds me of the line out of McClintock divorce. Is that where you pay a woman not to live with you anymore? That's about right. Some women I know would be worth it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, like we've talked about, Craig, this is better for everybody. You know, Texas and Oklahoma need to to go ahead and make that move ASAP. And for the Big 12, it's, you know, find your own footing, and you've got the membership you're going to have going forward, and if you want to expand, now you've got the freedom to do so. Yes, yes. And everybody can move on. Ab- absolutely. Uh, the the opportunity uh, opportunity is there. Uh, since we're talking about TV, real quick, any 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 dear word on what CBS is going to do with their two thirty p.m. slot after they lose the SEC in twenty twenty four? As in the interest of full disclosure, as a Paramount yep. employee, uh, my understanding is, and I think there's been published reports about this. That's why they did the the television rights deal with the Big Ten. There's yep. going to be a Big Ten game that goes. In that's that right. Slot. That's right. That's exactly right. That's where they're going with that. By the way, I'm glad somebody reminded me of this. I don't know why I said this. The, the, the softball games are in Clearwater, Florida. That that tournament, that event's in Clearwater. It's not – somebody said it's down in Florida. It's not at Macomb. So uh, sorry about that. See, I do make mistakes. You <laughs> say you own it and you move on. It's next weekend they have the Texas Classic at home, but that leadoff classic is in Clearwater, Florida, where they have a lot of early yeah. softball stuff. And see, Big Crit fans says going to miss the LHN coverage of baseball games, but that's it. You'll, you'll still get Texas baseball. Will, will you get it with – with Keith and, and Zeke, that I, I I don't know. We don't know yet. Don't know. I nobody knows might the answer be, to that yet. Especially some that might go to an SEC plus or an ESPN plus tier. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. possible that you could have that. So um, you, you know you you could have that. Certainly that's a possibility. But uh, you know you, you'll probably get a lot of Tom Hart and you know and some of the other sec network guys well chris burke yeah chris burke yeah you might get some of that in there we'll see on down the road all right uh up next inconceivable here on light the tower on the horn 1049 1019 am 1260 live local and digital on the horn app and hornfm.com light the tower with craig way and jeff howe inconceivable inconceivable 
Inconceivable! Inconceivable! You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. Jeff's going to like this inconceivable. It's got a variety of things. First thing, uh, this... uh, Any cocaine bear updates? Yes. Nice! That's why I said you're going to like this one. There is one. The edge of my seat Okay, before we get to that... uh, Now you're going to make me wait. No, it it was determined that our regular producer, Cam Parker, is a McDonald's guy. And you said you are as well, Jack? I I could do McDonald's. I'm a a Whataburger loyalist, but I'll, I'll take McDonald's. Okay, all right. Uh, McDonald's has a new m- meal coming out, but it kind of got leaked out, and they didn't want word to get out about it. The name of the meal is the Cardi B and Offset meal, okay? Because it has to do with Cardi B and Offset and their relationship, I guess? Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the way this happened was uh, someone uh, came and ordered uh at McDonald's, someone named Liz, and she went on TikTok to uh, uh, to show all this. And she says, y'all, we're at McDonald's right now. Tell me why they have this bag. The camera then cuts to show footage of what appears to be a paper McDonald's food bag decorated with pictures of hearts along with a text that reads, the Cardi B and offset meal. So is what the deal. But apparently, word was not supposed to be out on this. And so she says, after that, uh, the Cardi B and Offset meal, I've not heard of that yet. I'm spoiling it right now. The meal appears to be a quarter pounder uh, with cheese with a, and, and has two slices of cheese on it, pickles, onions, mustard, and ketchup. Uh, also, a McDonald's single cheeseburger also is in the meal with the same accoutrement, along with large fries, a packet of barbecue sauce, an apple pie, and two beverages, uh, a high C and a Coca-Cola. And the straws, are cro- the straws are crossed in the picture, and again, playing up the romance-themed celebrity endorsement. So that's that's what that's all about. But anyway, she had said that, she said, uh-oh, uh, she said somebody, somebody may be getting fired for for uh that letting that using the bag the bag was not supposed to be used yet on that somebody uh somebody should be fired have you seen that uh, list of top 50 or 100 or whatever it is rappers of all time that billboard put out i heard chad and zay talking about that yesterday Look, if you any any list of great rappers if you're gonna rank the likes of 50 cent Nicki minaj mm-hmm. snoop all those people I mentioned, J. Cole, if you're going to put them on the list of greatest rappers ahead of Ice Cube, somebody should be fired for putting that list together. Yeah, yeah. Well, there it was on that. Okay. You know, Ice Cube at 18, I told Chad and Zay yesterday, I'm like, that's you know, 18. If you think about it in terms of like an AP top 25 at the end of the year, that's where you put like a 9-4 and four ACC team. So basically you're telling me like Ice Cube is the hip-hop equivalent now of like Wake Forest football? No. no that can't. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Um, can't happen. Okay. Uh, you wanted your cocaine bear update. Yes. Here's the update on the movie. All right. You know um, who produced this movie, right? Yes. Um, um, actually directed. I said produced. Directed it. Elizabeth Banks. Yes. So Elizabeth Banks has kind of been... Uh, drawn in a little bit of controversy by a scene in the movie. Okay. The scene does not involve the bear. It, it, it's, it, it's not the one where you see the bears sliding on the ground, you know, uh, in a cocaine-induced high. It's not the bear with 
coke all over his snout, you know, chasing people <laughs> down and dragging people. All the all the things that Jeff wants to see in the movie, all of that. Uh, no, there's a scene in the movie where there are two 12-year-olds coming across some packages of cocaine in the woods, and they use some drugs, use some of that in there. And okay. so she got criticism for showing 12-year-olds using drugs. And um, she said she got with the studio executives and the creatives as to whether or not they should age up the characters in question. And she said we all kind of held hands and we're like, guys, they got to be 12. It's their innocence being tested. That's what was interesting me to me about the scene. I took just say no to heart, being a goody two-shoes played into it. Personal safety played a role in it. I was a cocktail waitress for years, and I was not interested in being sober for the shizzle I saw, <laughs> she says. So it's uh, her first directorial project since the remake of Charlie's Angels in 2019, which grossed $73 million at the uh, box office. Uh, as we know, in case 20, you hadn't heard. There was a 2019 Charlie's Angels? Movie? Yeah, it was a redone on that. Um, uh, this movie, loosely based on the true story that happened in 1985 when a bear came across an estimated 300-pound shipment of Colombian cocaine that had been dropped from a plane you know, across the eastern Tennessee and northern Georgia area. Uh, the real bear was found dead beside an empty sack and several bags torn to shreds. A medical examiner examined the bear's body to find it suffered from, get this, uh, cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, renal failure, heart failure, and a stroke as a result of a drug overdose. The bear's taxidermized body can be found at the Kentucky Fun Mall on a display simply titled Cocaine Bear. So, So now it's a movie, you know, and to answer your question, it's a CGI bear. Okay, so it's not a work, not a working, yep. not a working. It's a working bear, not a shoot bear. Right, a CGI bear going on the rampage, uh, and and it's also the final movie for legendary actor Ray Liotta, who passed away. You know, at that. the age of sixty-seven. All the, all the great films Ray Liotta was in. Yeah, comes to his end. last one is Cocaine Co- Bear. Cocaine Bear. Yeah. That's his last one. What a hell of a way to go out, man. Uh, yeah. I believe he's also due to be in a film uh, from Charlie Day. It's coming up soon. Yeah, so I maybe think not. this was the last one he filmed. Shot, okay. Yeah, I think that. I think that's the way they're describing it anyway. Um, okay. Uh, I mentioned that yesterday was uh, National Pizza Day. Um, survey, best pizza city in the United States. What automatically comes to mind? Um. New York, New York, but right? Specifically, Brooklyn. Yeah, Julianas. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, Brooklyn. I need to make it over to Brooklyn yeah. on one of these NYC trips. Okay, uh, in the um, survey, New York did not win. What? Neither did Chicago. Portland, Oregon, according to this survey, is the it, it's because um, there's something called the upcoming encyclopedic modernist pizza. So uh, it, it went to these cities, Chicago, Detroit, L.A., New York, also New Jersey, and the Connecticut tri-state area, Old Forge, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Quad Cities in Iowa and Illinois, San Francisco, Seattle, and St. Louis. Uh, so what made Portland the standout? It said it came down to innovation and passion to uh, bring across the best. There are artisan places they went to. There were a couple of them. Uh, jump-starting the quality of the pizza scene there. So they say Portland uh, for that, for what that's worth. All right. Um, Artisan is just a fancy way to say snobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
What is not snobby <laughs> is Florida man. And we do have a Florida man story for today. Um, his criminal activity exceeded only by his stupidity. That, that pretty much describes Florida man, doesn't it, don't you think? Uh, Florida man reportedly broke into a Palm Coast, Florida gas station, stole items, later was a, uh, identified and arrested. So here's what happened. Uh, deputies responded to the business after the alarm went off early Sunday morning and found the front door of the business unlocked. And they were able to determine that the guy who stole these items is a guy by the name of, and this will go into Rod Baber's uh, uh, shady name. Oh, shady name? Lance Kurtz, spelled Lance (laughs) with a T-Z and Kurtz with a (laughs) T-Z. Wow. Lance (laughs) Kurtz. Okay, so they reviewed surveillance video, and they saw a man enter the store from the back, take multiple items, then he unlocked the front door and he left. So how were they able to find? Here's here's a picture of Lance Kurtz, by the way. Yeah, they, that, I wouldn't I wouldn't tab him for Florida man. Yeah, well, he's not from Florida man central casting. Yeah, well, here's what he did. This is what got him busted. Apparently, uh, Lance Kurtz. Uh, they said he must have really wanted those items, according to the sheriff, uh, to break into a closed convenience store to get them. He left his debit card. <laughs> On, on the counter. He left his debit card so he could go back later and pay for the items. What? Yeah, that's what he told deputies. And he, he said he's 20 years of age, so he's a little bit younger than Jack. So what he Nobody did was he really wanted to get those things. Place was closed, so he broke in, stole the items, but I'm going to leave my debit card to pay for them, and then I'll come back and get my debit card later. So no cr- no crime committed, right? Uh, according to the sheriff, he uh, said, leaving a debit card behind does not absolve you from theft or committing a burglary. Yeah. He was arrested and booked into the Flagler County Jail on charges of armed burglary of a dwelling and structure and uh, petty theft, later released after posing, posting a $10,000 bond. I got a feeling that maybe the judge might give him probation on that. Uh, yeah, you potentially. Know, since Still. you know, if his lawyer said, "Look, he want he intended to pay for the items. He just really, really needed them, and so he left behind the debit card." He's still Florida man. All right, second hour, light the tower coming up on the horn.